The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Welcome to the hoop ball Clippers podcast. I'm your host Corbin Ford. Brandon Marcus is not here today, but have no fear, for I'm here to get you to the weekend. This would normally be our week midweek show, but um, what? I'm recording this now. It is Thursday, January 16th, which means by the time you listen to this, it will be Friday, January 17th, which is really mm, not midweek. I'd say what? Weekend primer? Midweekend-ish show? It it, it doesn't really matter. Anyways, it will be a little bit more of a brief show. Just a little setup here. Um, You know, yesterday was the official midway point of the NBA season. So I have some thoughts on the Clippers and where they are, where they stand, cause of concern. Um, which, you know, it's not a whole lot, but it's just some things I've been thinking about. And then after that, I would like to do just a very quick um, Clippers Magic preview. The Magic are in town. Um, They're actually playing in a little bit here. As I record, by the time you hear this, the game will be said and done. Uh, Hopefully my predictions are accurate. I would not bet on that, however. Speaking of betting, are you a big fan of the gambling? Anything about spreads gets you excited? Over-unders, you're all over those. If you're interested, check out our partner, MyBookie. Head over to MyBookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for some games, MyBookie is where you want to go. All on the NBA, they have that thing covered up and down. But if the NBA is not your thing, no worries, because MyBookie's got it all. From the NFL to the Premier League, they've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. That's pretty cool. Let's say you get a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wages that you will bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My book is more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my book you will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code CLIPPERS to activate the offer. Should not be that hard, as our podcast name is the Hoopball Clippers Podcast. Once again, our promo code is CLIPPERS to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Alright, so Clippers, where they stand right now, we're at the midway point, and they're 28-13. and 13. Pretty, pretty, pretty good, considering. Um, I, I I think we all expect them to be a dominant team when Kawhi and Paul George got together, along with um, the the savvy moves they made, getting Mo Harkless and the signs that he had, um, Patrick Patterson, other guys, along with Rolandry Shamet, Pat Beverly resigning, Lou Williams. You know, you look at that team up and down, you go, wow, pretty balanced offensively, defensively, they're deep. Uh, and to be fair, they've had moments where they've looked dominant as the Clippers, you know, as they should, um, being the team that they've had. At the same time, they've had times where they've not come in as engaged as you would expect. You know, a disappointing loss uh, a couple of games ago to the Grizzlies, that was pretty bad. They got straight walloped by the Nuggets a couple of games ago, um, and that was disappointing. And, you know, before, before I start laying down all the concerns, we have to say that, first of all, the Clippers have not been fully healthy. I mean, it wasn't until after Christmas that every player on the roster was available to suit up and play. That's pretty deep into the season um, to have to worry about getting your core 
team together. So you have to make that known. Um, secondly, you know, Paul George has been out um, with both shoulders. You already know that Kawhi Leonard is under that injury management and that that's a factor as well. So that's something to consider um, when you look at this team. And, 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 I mean, right now, Paul George is still out with the hamstring injury uh, that he suffered earlier this week. So that's pretty rough. And I don't know. I think I'm trying to find a way to basically say that, listen, the Clippers team has not played a long time together. I think they're starting five of Paul George, uh, no, Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Mo Harkless, and Avicii Zubas to play less than 800 minutes. Or no, my fault, less than 800, less than 200 minutes. Um, and then if you sub out, um, if you sub out uh, Zubac and Harkless for Lou Williams and Harrow, then you have literally less than 50 minutes. So you're not getting a lot of that time with these guys that are going to be the ones that close out games in the playoffs and really kind of lead you, um, as far as playoff basketball is concerned, winning time as Matt Johnson would call it. So there is something to be said for that. You haven't had a fully healthy team. Um, the hope is that when they come around, that they will gel, play well, and be the dominant team that we all think that they will be. At the same time, I do think, and this is the first of my concerns, um, this isn't 2K. It isn't. It's not like you put all these guys out, you have their ratings and everything, and they mesh and play well together. There, there, there's other factors that, that come into play here. And I think one that I've noticed is just the lack of urgency at certain points. Uh, we know the Clippers are a good team. They know they're a good team. Sometimes, though, it seems as if they don't come in, you know, with the necessary mindset to kind of close out a game. And we get it. You know, it's a long season. 82 games in the NBA. This is the dog days of January right now. So I do understand it being harder to conjure up energy for, you know, a late January game against the Hornets than it would be, you know, an early April game with the Lakers. I, I definitely see the difference in that. And we've seen teams in the past who have also had slogs where, okay, they have to work themselves up to really play, you know, a middling opponent and, and you know, having them on-off gear and that switch on when to roll and when not to roll. Um, the Miami Heat of 2014 had that a lot. You know, they blow past opponents when they were triggered or a little bit of trash shot or something really got them going. But, you know, they had games where, you know, they're getting their best shot from, you know, teams that are less than stellar who are really gunning for them. Um, we've also seen that last year with the Golden State Warriors and how they played. And, you know, having moments where they didn't have it all and, and weren't really ready to bring it in. So you have to have that, you know, come into play. At the same time, the Clippers are playing as if they have won championships already, as if they've been there, like the Miami Heat have. They've been there multiple times, lost several times, but they knew what it took to get there consistently. Same with the Golden State Warriors. Either dynasty you're talking about. The Clippers are a dynasty in the making, possibly. We'll kind of see how things unfold. Injuries and other things play a big factor. But as of right now, they are not there. So to have that mindset is troubling. Because you would think, um, uh, with Kawhi Leonard, you understand that. Having made it to the finals, having known what it takes to make it to the championship, and and, and win the whole thing, how to pace yourself and, and, and take games in stride, take moments in stride, take that load management and play and incorporate it into a pretty productive season. Um, if you're Paul George, you haven't been there. You just haven't. Lou Williams, no. Montrez Harrell, uh-uh. Landry Shaman, no, no. You know what I mean? The Clippers last year had a fun team, but, um, you know what, that was a tough first-round exit, and, and that's great. 
That's a lot. It was a good series, but I'm sorry, that doesn't count for. Oh, now all of a sudden, you know, we're a, we're we're a great team. You're a championship contender, yes, but you don't know what it takes yet. You know, you have experienced vets, and that's something. You have a leader in Kawhi Leonard who does know what it takes, and that's something. But as a whole, that team needs to build that culture together. And right now, it's inconsistent. Right now, it's not quite there. Uh, Montrezl Harrell said himself, we're not a great team. And you know what? He's right. They're not. They're a very good team. They're a championship contender. No one can take that away from them. They have that in the bag. Um, but it takes a mindset necessary to win the championship um, to compete at the highest level day in, day out consistently. You're going to have your off days. We already know that. Um, however, the lack of energy and attentiveness that they've had at times is concerning. Another thing I noticed, the Clippers' offense has just been rough. It's been kind of a slog to watch. Uh, it seems to run almost entirely in isolations. Um, when those fail or they want some diversity, you know what they do? They mix in some simple pick-and-roll action. Uh, especially when there's not Paul George in the game, it really seems to devolve. There's very little secondary action, very little off-ball movement, very little diversification in the offense. Um, you have players who kind of stand around, a Rodney Magruder, or Mo Harkless, um, a Landry Shaman, who kind of just sit in the corner and wait for the ball to work its way around to them. Um, and some of that's to be said for the fact that you know, the Clippers don't have a lot of guys who can create their own shot consistently. You have two of the best in Paul George and Kawhi, and that's great. You got Lou Williams, who's a walking bucket. Montrezl Harrell in the pick and roll. That's awesome. But, you know, guys you can consistently go to for sources of offense reliably um, isn't there. And if you're not playing that type of free-wheeling, um, offensive, um, egalitarian, um, diverse style, it can be difficult to kind of adjust when Kawhi's out on load management or Paul George is out because of his hamstring tightness as of right now or when both players are out. What is the Clippers' offensive identity? Right now, we don't see it, and that's kind of troubling for a team that's good, that has these pieces that should be um, better than they are, at least on that end of the floor. To be fair, you know, we get it. Chemistry's not quite there. Players in and out not knowing the playbook. That's a factor, but this has been the, the, team, the Clippers have been a team that was in the top 10 offense in offense the past two years with much less talent. They did not have a Paul George. They did not have a Kawhi. They were still in the top 10 in offense. So, to have this lack of offensive creativity is a little bit weird. It's, it's kind of shocking. I think it's a little bit of a concern. I, I, I think it has to be. Um, another thing that I think has been an issue, and it's kind of interesting, but the center um, debate for the Clippers has been a thing all season. Um, you have two guys uh, who are really solid in Avicii Zubac and Montrezl Harrell. Uh, they each have great strengths and they each have severe weaknesses. And both of them are like the polar opposite of the other. Um, Montrezl Harrell is a great offensive center. He gets up and down the floor in a flash. He has this uncanny ability to finish around the rim and draw fouls. Um, he plays bigger on the offensive end than his undersized stature would make it seem and can be a real force on that end offensively, um, especially this year. He is getting the bag this offseason. There is no doubt about that um, because he's just been a revelation on that end, and it's been great. Um, Avicii Zubac, on the other hand, is not very good offensively. Um, if you want some value from him on that end, you want it through a pick and roll and uh, stick back on offensive rebound. But that's really it. You're not going to dump the ball to Zubac and say, hey, man, big guy, go to work. Because uh, you might see a crazy half hook, a turnover, cough the ball up, not the great hands of all time. So that's an issue. Uh, but what Zubac doesn't bring you on the offensive end, he brings you defensively, where he is really pretty solid. Uh, great, good, decent rim protection. Uh, he can switch enough on the perimeter to play solid defense, kind of stay in front of his man there um, on switches, which is very valuable. And, of course, 
on the health side, his instincts are pretty strong. Whereas Trez seems to have zero um, uh, uh, awareness on the defensive end on how to anchor a defense or even be a, a decent Coggin one. And as strong and bigger than his size that he plays on the offensive end is the complete opposite on the defensive end. He, outside of some really cool blocks, he doesn't bring anything there. He's kind of undersized to match up against these bigs that are huge as far as size. Uh, Dwight Howard and, and JaVale McGee can give him problems. Just these huge rim runners who can play above the rim and really kind of use their athletic ability and their size and length to kind of reach over and grab rebounds and tussle with Zoom, with um, Tress. But also, if you are a skilled big, like, yes, you are a big guy, but you're also skilled as far as in the post um the, 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 the mid the, the mid range game stretching out to three, you're gonna give him problems. Nikola Vucevic can give Tress issues. Uh, uh, Marcus Saul can give Tress issues. Nikola Jokic can eat Tress's lunch. Like these are very real things. And um for the Clippers that that position is probably their one where I would say is their one of biggest weakness. Um we talk so much about you know, uh, the trade deadline coming up and the Clippers possibly making a move and maybe acquiring a, a Darren Collison um, to kind of augment their backcourt with a shooting defense or uh, Andre Godala who would totally um, add another wing guy who could just swallow up opposing wings on the other side um, and form a very, very scary frontcourt alongside Kawhi and Paul George. But what I think we need to talk about more is the center position where I'm not saying you need to make any sweeping changes. I'm just saying that there needs to be more of a balance between these guys because right now, you know, Trez is awesome. He's getting a lot of minutes. Offensively, his value is great. However, there are some nights where the Clippers just really, really, really need defense and rim protection more than they need another guy on offense. And and and, and on those nights, it doesn't seem like Zubac gets those minutes. It's like, okay, we're going to roll with Trez. And that's great. But guess what? If you have a guy who can contain um, opposing offenses, then, then I think you should roll that out a little bit more. Uh, Trez is great. But when you got guys who can get buckets, when you have Lou Williams and Paul George and Kawhi out there, you know, maybe we'll bring in a, a, a defense anchoring big man for stretches at a time to kind of shore up that end. And then bring Trez in in spots. We take those guys out and we can use him as a source of offense. You know, when Paul George or Kawhi or both are on the bench. That That's just my thoughts. Um, I think that's been confusing how this been how they've used um, that Clippers lineup from that center position. But again, we're all... I mean, I'm picking this at this point. As Clipper fans, y'all should not be worried, ladies and gentlemen. This Clipper team is good. They're in a good place. I think that shoring up that chemistry will come in time. We're hoping for good help. Knock on wood for all of that. But this team knows that they have the talent to get there. We know they have the talent to get there. And ultimately, it's just a matter of seeing where the chips fall where they may and what the Clippers do as we get into the playoffs. All right, so... I am going to go into a little bit of a quick Clippers Magic preview, but first, I want to tell you about Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Um, just a little bit of personal story, I am not great with coffee, coffee makes me hyper, and also kind of removes my, uh, I guess, sense of uh, filter on saying things that come to my, my mind off the bat, just what comes to my mind spews out, you know, but right now, I could tell you. I could really go for some Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee because I am exhausted. I spent three of the past days uh, this week thinking that each day was Friday. Um, and then today I was convinced it was Friday. And obviously by the time you listen to it, it will be Friday. But uh, until then, it hasn't been. So I've looked kind of like a fool the last couple of days. Just confused and disoriented with work and home and basketball and work and home repeat. You know, it's the day-to-day saga against you. But Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee has... 
one, the Kona difference. It's so magical, I can't even begin to describe it. You have to taste it to find out for yourself. Um, for another, just the necessary energy and the great taste that comes with it. Um, it's made in Hawaii. They have several different blends. You have the classic uh, signature roast. You have the vanilla macadamia. My personal favorite, the perfect blend of rich vanilla and that macadamia nut. It's like a cookie. You know those macadamia nut cookies? Amazing. Um, if you like those single-serve cups, they got you there. If you like those king-size bags, they have you there. Um, the Kona flavor roast. There's so many options. Uh, just go to HawaiianIsles.com. Uh, search Hawaiian Isles on uh, Amazon. Find up there. Sign up. Receive 10% off your next order. Um, they have great deals to check out, and their product is amazing. So definitely check out HawaiianIsles.com. Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee Company. Taste the Kona difference. Also, another thing I'd like to just give a brief shout out to, uh, the godfather of hoopball, Aaron Bruski, has a newsletter. That's right, folks. Aaron Bruski, all of his thoughts on the NBA, on the fantasy side, on the Sacramento Kings can come into your inbox each week with the Bruise Letter. I've enjoyed every issue so far. Pops up in there every Monday. It's a very deep letter, too. It's Thoughts on every team, thoughts on things going on in the NBA, great insight, um, some historical perspective at times. The Kings um, watch is fun, especially you know as a, as a fan of a team and just having that insight. I wish you would do uh, three thoughts on the Lakers, but you know a guy can hope. But um, yeah, definitely check out the Bruce letter. Aaron Bruski, uh, literally the, fo- the, the the founding founding foundation. <laughs> See, I tried to mess with it there of hoopball hoop-ball.com. Uh, check it out. Sign up for that newsletter. It's a really, really entertaining resource. And I said that way because you can find out so much just by checking it out um, and really getting that content straight to your inbox every week. It's the Bruise Letter. Make sure you read it. All right, so the Magic and the Clippers. Uh, they will have faced off by the time you listen to this. They are on the verge of facing off now. The Magic are tired. <coughs> Excuse me. The Magic are injured. The Magic beat the Lakers last night, which I'm not going to talk about because as a Lakers fan, why would I? Um, but they did a good job. Wesley Wundu had a season-high 18 points um, on 5-8 shooting. Um, Magic won by one. They, they played pretty well, especially for a team that's currently sit seven in the Eastern Conference and has been racked by injury. Jonathan Isaac's been out with a knee. Alfred Camino's out indefinitely with a knee. DJ Augustine and Evan Fournier. Um, DJ Augustine with the knee injury. Evan Fournier with his quad. And Michael Carter-Williams have all been injured and will be injured for this game against the Clippers. Um, for the Clippers, the only one out is Paul George with that hamstring. Um, I expect the Clippers to play that very touch-and-go. You want him healthy. You want all of your players healthy when it comes down to it. But hamstrings are very, very tricky. Um, you know, one injury right now, re-aggravate the injury, and then you're out for an uncomfortable stretch of games. And for the Clippers right now, you do not want that. So I expect them to give Paul George whatever time he needs to kind of get back. Um, definitely something to monitor just moving forward. But um, for the meantime, I expect the Clippers protected line to be Pat Bev, Landry Shamit, Kawhi Leonard, Mo Harkless, and Avicii Zubac. And then for Magic, kind of rolling out the same line they had last night against the Lakers. Markel Fultz, who had a great game against LA. Wessa Wundu, Aaron Gordon, Ken Birch, and Nikola Vucevic. By the way, looked up Aaron Gordon's numbers. I really thought he was having a much better year than he is. Um... Only 13 points a game. I don't know why I thought that was better. Just ghastly shooting percentages from the field of from three. So, uh, I mean, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. I'm just, 
I just found that interesting. Um, as far as the game itself, I really think there's one note, I guess, that I think is interesting. And it was something I already mentioned briefly earlier. It's that Clippers center rotation and how they match up with Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> so far, Nikola Vucevic has basically been playing over these uh, first uh, half of the season kind of the same way he played last year. Um, he's having a, a very solid year as far as shooting. It's um, He's attempting nearly two extra three-pointers a game, which is good. He's basically kept that long-range conversion rate up while doing so, so he's not suffering for that. But we know that he's 6'11", 260 pounds. He's a bruiser down there. Um, and he has a very good post game. He's a very solid rebounder. And while he's not a Marcus All up in the passing lanes, while he's known to Nikola Jokic, he does make some very sharp passes. And I really think it'll be interesting to see how he matches up with uh, Avicii Zubac and Montrezl for Zubac, I think, you know, he's better physically to stand up against um, against um, Vucevic because of his own size and stature. But I think that Zou, that um, Vucevic is just too skilled for him. He can kind of take him out to the mid-range area, stretch him out to three, you know, make sure passes, you know, kind of get there in the post and use that post game uh, to some effectiveness against him. So I, I really think that's going to be interesting to see how they match up. I expect Vucevic to totally win the battle against Harrow just because he's bigger. Um, that post game would be even more so against Harrow, just not having the size and girth to match up with it. Um, although I do think that Harrow will probably be able to stick Vucevic better on the perimeter, just being able to move quicker. Um, but defensively, those instincts are off. I could see Vucevic burning Harrow with some nice dimes to some players, um, provided the Magic make their shots. Because uh, this lineup, with Marker Fultz, Weston Wundu, and Aaron Gordon uh, surrounding Birch and Vucevic, cannot shoot. I mean, honestly, Vucevic might be your best shooter out of those five. In fact, I'm willing to say that he is. Uh, Mark Fultz has a nice mid-range game, but it's still, you know, he'll, he'll shoot the three now a little bit, but he's mostly a reluctant shooter. Um, what's the one do? He can occasionally. I mean, yesterday he was definitely knocking down shots, but uh, all in all, nah. Aaron Gordon, not the year. Ken Birch, uh-uh. So, you know, that's going to be interesting to see, and that's kind of why I give the Clippers the major edge. I think it all comes down to their mental focus and how they approach this game. And they come in sluggish. Their shots aren't falling. Their offense isn't awake. Uh, a lot of one-on-one play uh, that's not really leading anywhere, then this could be something close to the game. But I'm really giving an edge to the Clippers, especially since the... I mean, this is this is a game where the Magic are on a second half of back-to-back. They're away from home. Um, and that doesn't really mean a whole lot, but when you're playing multiple games in, in a short stretch, I think it does have a factor. They're injured. Uh, they're kind of limping into this one. It could be a perfect game for the Clippers to just kind of put them away early and on to the next one. Or it could be a trap game where the Magic come in you know, hang around, hang around, and get themselves in a position where they can steal a win. They won by one point against the Lakers, but they had a huge lead against them, and the Lakers just kind of snap back and, and kind of make it close. And I can see them possibly getting the jump on the Clippers in that same way. We'll have to see. But um, ultimately, my prediction is that the Clippers win this pretty comfortably. I'd say, what, 10, 15 points, 115, 100, 125, 110, something like that. And that's even banking on the Magic scoring that many points. I'm not a big fan of their offense. Um... It can be very anemic at times. In fact, they've been in talks to make moves for DeMar DeRozan and other players up and down this upcoming trade deadline on the simple fact that they don't have a dynamic offense. And when their shots aren't going down, and most of the time they aren't really doing it, they struggle to generate good looks and manufacture great offense. So um, Clippers seem to get this one pretty comfortably for me. All right, so uh, one more random note before I close this one out. Um... um Ramona Shelburne did a pretty interesting piece on um, Paul George. 
and his move back to um, LA. And I'm kind of trying to find the right thoughts here because, okay, so basically he was saying, listen, he he wanted to come back home. Um, he's not playing for the Clippers was one quote. He's playing for home. I would really wish we just stopped talking about this whole thing. Like, I get it. Paul George your home. Great. You wanted to go to the Lakers. You were a Lakers fan your whole life. Then you wanted to the Clippers. You were a Clippers fan your whole life. I, at this point, it doesn't even matter. You're playing for home. That should be enough. You're playing in front of your family. That's a great story. You're playing in front of your parents. That's amazing. Let's just let's just keep it at that. Okay, let's not bring this story. I don't need to hear about your memes of Kawhi at Drake's place and everything. We're midway through the season at this point. That's great. Just like, you know, you said you're here to stay at OKC. Like, we get it. You know, Paul George likes to talk, and that's great. And sometimes I think, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt, maybe he'll say things and then forget that he said them. Let's just think that. I'll give him that. Maybe that's what happened. But ultimately, I would really just like to move past this entire um, spectacle. You're in L.A. You play for the Clippers. You're trying to run a ring. Let your focus and aspirations be toward that. I don't think we need to hear any more about that fateful summer where you and Kawhi teamed up. As a Lakers fan, it's especially sore for me because I have my thoughts and I have my conspiracy theories. But you didn't come to tune into those because this is the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. And with that, I'm actually going to send you on your way. I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Again, this is the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. Check out my bookie. Check out Hawaiian Isles Cola Coffee. Please go to hoop-ball.com. Sign up for the Bruise Letter. It will change your life, or at least your NBA viewing life. Um... It's great, all right? I'm Corbin Ford. You can follow me at CorbinNBA. I'm sure you can also expect a Clippers podcast coming up here real, real soon. But until then, take care, y'all. Make it a great weekend. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.